You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast in community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. Hi guys, and welcome to this episode of the Self-Development Collective. So in this episode, we're going to talk about setting boundaries with a narcissistic parent. Um, And I do want to say that when we get into this episode, this is not an episode um, where we focus so much on the narcissism. It's more the boundaries around the narcissism um, and also the expectations of others and family around those boundaries that we set. And that's just based on the experience that I've had on that. So one of the things that you'll know when you're setting boundaries with anyone, even if it's not a parent, even if it's someone that's perhaps uh, narcissistic, um, feels a little toxic, you'll find that setting that boundary is really challenging, especially if it's not a physical boundary. So if you're trying to set like an emotional boundary, so for example, around certain conversations, you might find that you get quite a bit of... um, backlash, which is an experience I had as well. So the thing with, um, with my dad, which again is very well intentioned, I'm sure. And I think something I've learned in all the years that I've thought about our relationship is I've started to understand too, as I've read a bit more into family therapy, just how much our family affects us, obviously. And, um, I can understand, Uh, why my dad is the way he is and I can fully empathize with how challenging parts of his childhood might have been and why he is and responds the way he does so I do want to say when we're talking about the boundaries with a narcissistic parent it's not coming from a place of like anger or resentment I think the thing is for me I know a boundary is really a boundary and not like a punishment when I know the boundary is for my mental health when I'm really thinking about how not having that boundary will affect me um, versus them. And I think the thing is initially when I was in a really challenging place and wanting him to change and wanting the relationship to be better, I would set these boundaries to get a reaction out of him. And I think that's, um, that's really for me the difference between the place of growth, between the place of acceptance of who he is and how he is and the relationship that we have and had and whatnot. So I do want to point that out because I, f- I feel like sometimes when we talk about narcissism, there's a lot of um, negativity around it. There's a lot of anger around it. And that's not to say that you can't be angry or frustrated with a parent. But at this point in my life, I definitely feel as though the boundaries were more um, proactive about being mindful of my mental health and how things are affecting me versus how he responds to them. So I've written a couple of notes. So I want to get into setting boundaries with a narcissistic parent. So the most challenging part, I think, of setting boundaries with a narcissistic father or a narcissistic mother or or a narcissistic caregiver is mainly the idea that it's so against the grain, especially in the culture that I'm in, Italian family. We don't really set boundaries with family. That doesn't really happen. Um, That's the biggest thing. So for me to come in and do that was quite a bit of like a shock to the system. Um, A lot of, from what I understand, a lot of my family still disagree. Um, Some still see it as me not being able to forgive him. Others see it as me being angry. Um, There's a lot of perspectives going on that took me a while to separate from 
and really find the courage to just choose what I wanted to do and trust that what I was doing was the right thing for me. And it wasn't from a place of anger. It was from a place of authenticity, a place of mental health concern and stuff like that. So when you're sending or when you're setting a boundary, sorry, with a family member or a narcissistic person or a toxic person, again, you can apply this. You might find that you actually have to then set boundaries around the conversations, not just um, with the family member or with the parents, sorry, but the extending family members. So I had a really interesting experience when I fell pregnant. Um, a lot of, or well, not a lot, but I had a couple of family members make a couple of comments. Um, and I think they genuinely thought that me being pregnant, me having a child would change my boundary. Um, and it would change my perspective. So it might not be a child. It might be something that happens. You don't know. Maybe there's something that happens with your parent. Um, and a lot of people expect you to change the boundary. I know someone whose father, so they had a, um, quite a, uh, physical issues with the, with the parents. So the parent from what I understood was, um, uh, quite violent when they were younger and they had a really clear boundary around this parent. They did not speak to this parent. And when this, when this parent got sick, a lot of people got frustrated with this person because they thought that they should have re-entered into this person's life. They should have started speaking to the parent again. And that's the tricky part of setting boundaries with parents. A lot of family members um, will have feedback. A lot of people around you will have feedback about those boundaries. And that can be really challenging if your self-esteem is not there, because that's something I realized. I tried for many years to readjust the boundaries and set more emotional boundaries around conversations and expectations. And it just didn't work. And I realized that I was really focusing on setting those boundaries because of the expectations of others. I wasn't focused on setting boundaries that genuinely worked for me and for the relationship for which I knew what it was and I knew what was possible. And so going back to that idea of narcissism, one of the things that I read recently was how much they struggle with boundaries. And that just makes so much sense to me because any boundary that I set, there was a blow up um, and it became quite challenging and quite difficult. And I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but usually with a narcissistic parent, any sort of boundary I think to them might be seen as criticism. And also they don't like the limit. Um, they are very role-based, so they don't like limits from their children. They don't think that they should be getting boundaries from their children, so they disagree with that as well. And then we all know what it feels like, especially if you have a narcissistic parent, to be yelled at. Um, they have a really intelligent way of getting to the hard bits of you. And I know, for example, um, with my dad, when we had arguments, he knew he was smart. He knew what would really hurt me and he would say those things. And that was the biggest challenge I think with setting those boundaries was the fear of hearing all of that and knowing that I was going to have to deal with that unless I set a more physical boundary in. So understanding, I think, um, firstly, the backlash or the challenges that you get from family and understanding that sometimes when you set boundaries with toxic family uh, sorry, toxic parents, you are going to have to probably set some boundaries with your existing family, family members as well. And that's something that's happened with me. So I've had to verbalize quite a number of times that I don't want to hear 
um, things that he's asked, things that he said. Um, I don't actually want to hear their feedback on it anymore because I ask that my decisions be respected. And I know a lot of my family still speak to him. And I always say to my family, I completely respect your decisions to keep him in your life. But my decision has been made. And all I ask is that it be respected. So that's something as well that I just think is really important to bring up because that is so challenging. It's so hard when you love your family and you want to do right by them, right? And that's something that we always do. And you feel like you're going such against the grain by doing something, but at the same time that doing Doing that action, setting that boundary is so important to you. It makes such a difference to you. So it's really a rock and a hard place. But at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, I talk a lot about self-esteem, but this is one of the key things to self-esteem. Being able to set those boundaries, understand that they are for you and not to expect other people to understand or um, allow them in the sense of allow them, um, understand them or be okay with them is such an important step because they're definitely, I've definitely got family members that still don't agree with the boundaries that I set with my dad. And you know what? I think I've gotten into this place in my life where I can completely understand where they come from. But at the end of the day, this will be my next point. The person that has to deal with the consequences of his behavior is me, not anybody else. And so this leads to my second point when it comes to dealing with toxic parents, dealing with narcissistic mothers, fathers, caregivers. My second question or my second point when we're setting boundaries with family and, and, you know, this can apply to your parents and your family. The real question is who is dealing with this person's consequences? Is it them or is it you? So something else that happens with narcissism is they tend to be quite charismatic, right? They tend to portray this completely different persona with other people. And that's something that I really experienced because my extended family love my dad. And I see why they do because they see this great, charismatic, helpful, funny side of him that even I like to see in front of family members. But I also know that that is a I see a different uh, perspective. I see a different side, especially, for example, when I'm setting those boundaries, when I'm saying something that it disagrees with, when I don't want to hear feedback. Again, I, again, see a very different side to what my family do. And if you struggle with a narcissistic parent, you might find the same. Other people love them. They see this beautiful side of them that you wish that you got all the time as well. But the truth of the matter is we don't. And behind closed doors, the relationship can be quite challenging, right? Because they're not very empathetic. They tend to be quite demanding. Um, I know, for example, like my dad would ask me to do something that was outside of my, like check his bill or um, make something for him. And if I said no, he would get really angry, Um, And that's not a side that people see, right? Because again, that's behind closed doors. So my question was, or my question to myself was, who's dealing with the consequences of his behavior? Is it me or is it them? So when you're setting the boundary, it's a great question to ask, who is dealing with the consequences of their behavior? Now, this question for me went two ways. So the first thing I was thinking of was, if I don't set a boundary with my dad, I end up dealing with the consequences of his behavior. So when he chucks a tantrum, I end up dealing with it. Then I also thought about the fact that if I set a physical boundary with my dad, again, who is dealing with the consequences of his behavior? I am still dealing with them if I don't set that physical boundary, not the family members that have something to say who are not in my shoes. So that's the next thing I want to say. You are the only person in your shoes. If you are deciding to set any form of a boundary with a narcissistic parent, please ask yourself consistently who is dealing with the consequences of their behavior because usually it's us. And that's something that it took me a while to learn. It took me a while to understand um, because, you know, people didn't want to deal with 
people didn't want to, I suppose people don't actually have to deal with the consequences of their behavior. People don't know what that feels like. And for me to set that boundary and say, no, you know what? This is about me. This is what I have to manage because this is what I'm dealing with in my life was a very big step for self-confidence and self-esteem. So another way to think of this, and this is something that I read from um, a book by Dr. Henry Cloud, and it is about marriage boundaries, but I just think this is a great thing to apply in general with boundaries. He calls it the reap and sow rule. So the idea is when we're setting a boundary with someone, the biggest question that I ask myself is, so the sowing the seeds is them making the behavior and reaping the rewards or the consequences is the second the results of their behavior, right? So usually when we struggle to set boundaries, especially if we're a people pleaser, and I know I have been, and I think the biggest challenge with parents and narcissistic parents is they tend to make you feel really bad about setting boundaries because they have this sense of entitlement that they feel as though because they're a parent, they're justified in the way that they treat you. So the question, and it's very similar to the previous point, the reap and sow. And I just think this is a really good metaphor to remember. So when they are reaping, the when they are sowing the seeds, sorry, of their behavior. So when they're chucking a tantrum, um, perhaps being a bit manipulative, um, not listening to what you have to say, not taking on your feedback. Um, what uh, what's the rewards of that behavior? So rewards or consequences of the, the that behavior, and who is dealing with it? So this is something that I remember. So the biggest thing that I've learned with boundaries is it's really easy for us to take responsibility for the sowing of other people's seeds. So we're really it's really easy to take on the results of their behavior and take on the consequences of that behavior. And that's something too that I have started to realize in many areas of my life, not just with narcissistic parents, but, you know, toxic or maybe people that just aren't on the same page as you. Sometimes we keep them in our lives, even though they have bad behavior, because we feel responsible, we reap the cons- reap the consequences of their behavior. So this is something that I do want to bring forward and do I want to ask you, do you feel as though in your life you are reaping the consequences of someone's behavior, but you have not sown those seeds? So you're not not the one take, making the choice, um, taking on that behavior or, or making those decisions or taking that action, but you are actually reaping the consequences of that behavior. And this is, a, again, a great metaphor, something I found really helpful because I would constantly be at the tail end of my dad's uh, behavior. I would have to deal with the consequences of it, even though it wasn't the actions that I took. And that's something that I realized as well. And again, this can apply both to acknowledging where you take on those those consequences and also helping us to remember that we are the ones, again, that take on those consequences, especially when someone else has something to say about the boundary. Because at the end of the day, we're the only people that get to make these decisions because we are the ones that are dealing with the consequences of someone else's behavior when we're setting a boundary. So the last point I want to bring um, is by, again, by Dr. Henry Cloud. And I really like this point. He says, does the boundary cause injury or does it cause pain? Because there's a, there's a bit of a difference there. So the challenge with my family, I think, and the challenges that I've had in setting these boundaries with my dad is a lot of people have focused on his pain, um, the pain that these boundaries have caused him, um, and seen that pain as injury, as a struggle for him. And I think the biggest challenge that I've had to look at is both who, like, I've had to really focus on the fact that even though this boundary might cause him pain, it doesn't cause him injury. And this is something that's really important to acknowledge because 
boundaries can be painful for the other person, but they're not necessarily causing injury. And I think for me, keeping him in my life was causing me quite a bit of mental health issues. It was causing me a lot of, I had a lot of anger issues. I was really struggling. So in terms of the injury, I definitely felt that by keeping the boundaries, uh, sorry, by not implementing these boundaries, I was actually causing injury to myself versus just pain to him. So I know that's a very difficult thing to say because I fully acknowledge the fact that setting boundaries with anybody, a narcissistic parent, a family member can be painful to them. But I think it's rather looking at, is it painful or is it, does it cause injury? And if we don't have this boundary, is this causing injury to us versus pain? So I think for me, I really recognize the fact that having the boundary, not having the boundary was causing a lot of injury on my end, but having the boundary caused a lot of pain for my dad. And I think that was why it took me so long to decide. Um, and keeping in mind too, I will share the I will share the episode called When to Let Someone Go and How to. And I talk more about the relationship with my dad and the decision that I came to to create physical distance. And I probably should have said this at the beginning, but the boundary is quite physical for me. I choose not to see my dad. I only see my dad in large family events. My dad lives overseas though, so this is a lot easier for me. Um, but even when he's come here, any small dinners with family, I don't attend if he's there. So I have a quite strong physical boundary with my dad. And this is after years and years of challenges in our relationship. And I think um, I, I went to a psych as well and worked through it. And I think that's a great step if you can afford that, because I know that sometimes seeking that ex- extra help can be quite expensive. But also I think it's important to just trust yourself and to ask yourself, you know, by setting these boundaries, it will, it might cause the other person harm, but who is it causing injury? And again, for me, it was definitely the case where it was causing me more injury than it was causing him. Um, if to set that boundary. So that's a last point that I want to make when we're setting boundaries with toxic parents. So this has been a really short episode, a really interesting one, but I do want to just really reach out to those people that are trying to set boundaries with narcissistic parents because it's so hard. It's so hard, especially when you have a great family behind you who disagree with the decision. So the first thing to remember is when setting those boundaries, you really need to remember who those boundaries are for, who you, who's dealing with the consequences of the narcissistic parent's behavior. Um, and also remembering again, that while your family can be really well-intentioned at the end of the day, you are the only person walking in your shoes. You are the only person that has to deal with the consequences of that parent's behavior, not anybody else. And nor are we asking other people to deal with that behavior or the consequences of that behavior. We're simply choosing what we will and won't allow in our lives. And I think the challenge is, again, if you come from a family where they're perhaps maybe a bit enmeshed or they don't do things like this, where they set boundaries and they're very much like we do whatever we can for each other, that can be really challenging. But again, focusing on that um, third point as well, by setting or not setting this boundary, who are you causing injury to? Or by setting the boundary, are you causing injury or pain? So again, the boundary can be painful for the person, but is it truly causing injury? I do believe too that boundaries are a space for growth. Um, Whether someone set a boundary with me or I've set a boundary for someone else, even though boundaries can cause pain, it's generally due to someone's behavior that we won't allow. And I think that that's a great experience for both people in a way. And I know that's a weird way to say it, but we both learn from those experiences, right? We learned to build our self-esteem by choosing what's truly right for us. And the other person has to learn as well, perhaps uh, about their behavior and 
what other people find okay. Um, I think in the case of my dad, I'm not really sure, especially with narcissistic parents, narcissistic mothers, fathers, I'm not really sure um, whether they are able just because of their lack of empathy, empathy to really learn from the boundary. And I think that's the most challenging part thinking that the boundary is going to change who they are because it doesn't, I think, and that's just a reflection of the personality challenges that they have with being narcissistic. They tend to be, they are not really able to self-reflect on their behavior from my experience. Um, And so I think something important to remember as well is setting the boundary is about you. Setting the boundary is about your mental health. Setting the boundary is about your right to choice, about what you will and won't allow in your life and what you feel you are comfortable with in your life, uh, what you feel is causing you challenges in your life. That is what boundaries are, are about. Boundaries are not about trying to get the other person to change. They're not about punishment. They are a genuine choice that we can make to make our lives better, to make our lives feel more authentic, to take, again, to make that choice, to make our lives better for ourselves. They're not about getting the other person to change. And I think the challenge that I had when I first started setting boundaries was that I expected a lot of people to change um, because I wanted them to. You know, we, we want people, especially when it's a parent, and they do something very challenging. We want them to change, right? We want them to see our perspective and understand. And we think that by setting a boundary, they might. And they might. But uh, in my experience with narcissistic, uh, with a narcissistic parent, they tend to not really do that. They tend to focus more on the pain that the boundary has caused them, but that pain doesn't lead or that reflection doesn't lead to growth. And again, they really tend to overemphasize the injury that they feel this boundary has caused them. But in my opinion, not having that boundary was causing me more injury. Um, so that's something to remember as well. So I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope you have enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting to talk about this because I feel like this is such a big topic and narcissism is such a big thing now. And I really didn't realize, um, how narcissism played a part in my life until I went and saw someone who actually suggested that, that my dad would be narcissistic. And, and before that, my life was really challenging and I really never understood why. And I really struggled. I was really, really unhappy. Um, I really had no sense of self. And that's something that I think being a child of a narcissistic parent that can really create. So that was something as well. And I think that's why these boundaries are so important and such a growth point for, for me. And I think for anyone that's had a parent who's narcissistic, it's really about developing our sense of self by listening to what feels right to us and making a choice on that. And that is what boundaries really come down to. And that's something that I've honestly learned over the years. So I do want to emphasize again, just this episode, because setting boundaries with parents can be really hard because setting setting boundaries with family members in general is challenging. Um, and again, your family might really disagree with the choices that you're making. And that is okay. Because I think the biggest point in all of this, when you're setting boundaries with a toxic parent is you are not asking for the boundary to be understood. You're asking for the boundary to be respected. And so that is something that's really important. And something that I've learned with a narcissistic parent is, and I did try to set emotional boundaries around conversations and things before I set a physical boundary and it didn't work. They weren't respected. And so I made a choice to have a physical boundary um, after trying really hard to set other boundaries in. Um, But again, I think the biggest point that I will make with any person that is dealing with any person who is narcissistic in any form of a relationship is at the end of the day, we are dealing with the consequences of that person's behavior, not other people. And by setting that boundary, we are choosing what behavior we will and won't allow. And we're also refusing to reap 
the consequences of that person's behavior as well. So going back to the reap and sow law by Dr. Henry Cloud. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Now, if boundaries is something that you struggle with, we do have a free workbook. Um, So check the link below. We also have a survey where you can ask questions around uh, self-esteem, around um, uh, relationships as well, because we do tend to focus a lot on relationships too. So definitely join that. And also by the time you hear this episode, our membership will be open. So we are, I'm opening a membership where I release a workbook every month on a, on a topic, either about self-esteem or relationships that just helps us to create that life that we want to build our self-esteem, our self-confidence and improve our relationships. So if that's something you're interested in, check the link below as well, because I will also share the link for the membership. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I have loved recording it. I love talking about this sort of stuff. And if you have enjoyed, make sure to follow, subscribe, um, and keep up to date with our episodes. We have lots on relationships as well that's available for you. But until then, I'll catch you in the next episode. You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be.